Now, News Talk Radio, CJAD 800 gives you Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner. This is your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. Welcome to Solo in the City on CJAD 800. I'm Cheryl Besner, your dating coach and host of today's show. And I also want to say I am flying solo this year. 2016 is bringing on a whole lot of new opportunities. And one of them is, since Dan is no longer here, I felt I needed to reach out and bring on fresh voices every month. And this month, I am so excited to have as my first guest host, Marie-Claude Savard. She is a co-host on one of our sister channels, Energie. She's a sports journalist and as well has written a book called 180 Degrés. Welcome to the show, and I'm so happy you're joining me. Too. Me. <laughs> Thank you. You say it so well. The I'm trying. <laughs> you know, like, uh, I don't know. It's it's back and forth with the you, French. And um, I thought I was bilingual, but I still get a little stuck uh, you know sometimes. What, I'm, I, I'm also out of my comfort zone. It's the first time I'm doing radio in English, so I'm very, very flattered that you invited me and very happy to be with you on Solo in the City. Well, uh, me too. And you know what? We, we became friends through a common friend who was solo at the time as well when we, we made our introduction to each other, right? For sure. So we, we've actually, everybody out there, a very good friend of ours, her name is Bridget Bedar. She's our TV host on TVA. You've she had does her on the, the show. She's been on the show. She's a lot of fun. And, you know, it was interesting because together you and I have talked about relationships and dating and, and helping each other through our dating worlds. And, and it's been a lot of fun. You know, you coming from a friendship point of view and me coming from a little bit of the expert in the know kind of point of view so and now she's happily in a relationship and so we've given great advice so yeah together, we we're really good we were able to make a real love match in real life imagine that <laughs> imagine that you know so it, it's a lot of fun and for me especially you know there's a lot of things happening for the new year you know um i really felt that it was time to bring people back to the fact that i'm here because I was solo and I was back in the solo world and not really sure about how I wanted to navigate my dating life. And that's really when I started blogging about it when I had my blog 365 Days to Find Love. And here I am, 2016, never even thought I could write a blog. And now I'm hosting a radio show, have a website, get to really mentor and work with other solos going through the same thing that I went through. And how exciting is that? Yeah, it's a blessing in disguise in some ways. I find that it's it must have been difficult when, after so many years, you ended up being single, but you've made something out of it. And maybe somebody's listening to us right now thinking, oh, I, I don't think I can make it. It's too difficult. Things have changed out there in the world. Am I going to be able to meet somebody? Am I going to be able to have that connection? And so not only did you have a connection, like you've made some connections along the way, but you've connected professionally with new friends, new beginnings, and you were able to make something out of it. So, uh, I mean, my hat's off to you, Cheryl, well, honestly. thank you. Thank you. You know what? It really was, <laughs> I hate to say it like this way, a labor of love because it was so overwhelming to me when I started back into the social world as a solo. And I was very used to being out there in the social world as a solo and as a couple because even when I was married, I still had to go out a lot and meet people. So I was very comfortable to walk into a room and be engaging and make attractions because that's where it all starts. When we're single, we have to attract somebody. And 
I kind of felt like there were even certain areas, though, in, in the dating world that I wasn't really sure how to go about the actual really? dating part. Yeah. Okay. Well, you, you know, all of a sudden you have, I didn't have cell phones when I was single. <laughs> no, sir, we and, didn't have cell phones. And those apps, especially. I, I was going to say, I never mind all the applications and, you know, the swiping. And there's a yeah. whole lingo as far as texting conversations. You know, I, I, do, I do full seminars teaching people what to say, not what to say, you know, and what not to say when they're texting and when to text and when not to text, you know, and try and bring people even back to the fact that this is a human relationship you're trying to uh, create here. So get off the texting as much as you can. And so. are you comfortable now? Would you say that this has been a good transition and, and that right now you find that this dating world is okay? Well, for me, the dating world is fine. I mean, I, I was in a long-term relationship um, since my divorce, and which recently ended. So here I am back at the holidays and, and, and just finishing a holiday solo again. Um, and realizing, you know, it's okay. You know, this is who I am. I've grown from the relationship, and, and that's the best thing you can do is grow from every relationship. I know that I would like to be in another one. That's the other <laughs> thing it showed me. Oh, sure. Yeah. But, um, you know, what, what I really got out of my entire process here was I love being able to help somebody else navigate through it, and that's what I wanted to put back out there. You know, and that's why I created all these programs that we're launching also in the new year. It's so exciting. Like everything that's happening is exciting because I think it's going to affect other people, things that they can take home and learn and apply to themselves because a lot of people are okay being alone, but still feel lonely at times because they want to be in a relationship. And wouldn't you say that the best relationships usually happen when you are comfortable with yourself? 100%. And that most of the time dating is getting to know yourself as much as getting to know the other person and, and finding yourself in different situations. You, you, you learn that you've changed. I mean, you're not the same woman you were in your 20s and your 30s and your 40s, etc. So it's exciting in a way. It's scary at times, but maybe 2016 can be something very, uh, how do I say, challenging and, and great for many... New beginnings in the end. Well, 100%. It's all about I am. And one of the things that I do with one of my programs is talk about are you the most dateable you? That's true. You know, because, you know, it's one thing you want to date, but are you dateable? And there's a lot of people that I meet, men and women, who go, well, of course I am. I'm fantastic. But are you really dateable? And then when I'll work with them, they all of a sudden realize that the reason they've been single for five years, ten years, two years, is they're amazing human beings they're smart they're funny but they're not putting it out there that they're even available um and that's part of the part of what you have to do you have to let people know there's a softness there i want you to come in you know bring it in show people that you're available and if it's not that it's something else you know there's always a reason that people are single for long stretches of time. But that's vulnerability. And I think that sometimes people don't want to go there. They want to seem like they've got it all together. You say, are you dateable? Sometimes we say, well, yes, because I've got it all together. I don't need anybody. I'm going to be fine. But that's intimidating, I guess, for people around, right? Uh, 100%. So this is what this whole show is about. This is 2016. We all just finished the Christmas holidays. New Year's has come and gone. And I'm sure a lot of people made resolutions out there. So if you have or if you haven't, that's what this show is all about. Dating resolutions. What are they? What should they be? Should we be making them? Yeah. Yeah. And what you're saying is very true. 
the first step in this resolution is the resolution to yourself. That's true. Knowing your standards, what you want, and most importantly, who you are. It's all about I am. I'm Cheryl Besner. I'm flying solo, and I can do anything I want with 2016 as far as my personal life, my business life, and my social and dating life. But wouldn't you say, though, it's a, it's the I am part is about being authentic and it's interesting that you say you have to put yourself out there and be a little bit vulnerable. I remember Robbie, one of my friends, used to say, would you date yourself? And I used to, you know, I would ask myself the question. I'd say, would I date myself? What am I bringing to the table? And can I be open, open to suggestions sometimes? Because we think we've got it all figured out. So I, I remember thinking to myself, well, let me just write down. Sometimes we do this in the new year. Uh, what, what do I bring to the table What are my traits? Uh, what what am I like? And and if I just read it, not thinking it's me, do I like it? And what do I want to work on? Because we've got a whole year now to work on this and make a connection with someone. That's great. Well, coming up, Solo in the City, we'll be talking to L.A. matchmaker Julie Furman and see what she thinks about dating resolutions for 2016. You're listening to Solo in the City on CJAD 800. This is Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. This is your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. Welcome back to Solo in the City. And again, I want to reintroduce this month's guest host, Marie-Claude Savard from Energie. Hi, I'm nice so, to be with you. I'm so excited that this is continuing on and having you here because it's great to have the interaction and we have so much in common. It's true. I know. And and going forward now, I want to bring on to the show because we're talking today about dating resolutions. And uh, we were just having a whole conversation about this and all the ones that we can make for ourselves and for our future. But should we make them is sometimes when I'm asking myself, because when, doesn't it put pressure on you when you make resolutions? Well, that's what we're going to discuss. We're going to ask Julie Furman what she thinks about that. Now, Julie is a legendary matchmaker and dating guru. She's also an award best matchmaker by iDate four times wow. in a row. I met her there. Welcome to the show, Julie. Thank you so much for having me. So uh, let's ask you right away. Do you think it's too much pressure for somebody to put on resolutions, especially about their love life for a year? Oh, I don't at all. I think there's a fine line between trying too hard and not doing anything. And sometimes we have to let the universe know what we're up to. That's true. So so the universe can help us. Yes. And so by simply stating, this is my year, this is the time, this year, in the next 12 months of my life, my future partner is going to show up. (laughs) Knowing that, believing that, having faith in that, and putting that message out to the world is half of it. But the other half of it is, what kind of proactive strategies are you going to initiate? You don't want to just... Look at it this way. If the way you're doing dating so far, in other words, your level of proactivity so far has not produced the intended result, it is so fine to crank it up a notch or two. Uh, Well, we have to crank it up a notch or two, and sometimes it's not just cranking it up. Sometimes it's getting off the road you're on and trying a new path. We have have to keep trying new things. The nature of blind spots is that we can't 
see our own. So the opportunity in looking at the new year is to take a look at the prior year and say, okay, where were my missteps? Where were my mistakes? And in dating, look at the people that you've dated this past year and look and see, okay, what worked and what didn't? Where were the surprises? And you've got to figure the way you've got it wired in your brain as to who your perfect partner, partner is going to be, that person is fictitious. We know this, right? <laughs> it's true, Julie. And you know, sometimes I've, I've done this in my life. Some of my friends have done this too to say, okay, I'm going to change my casting. I'm going to try something different. Like someone perhaps, because you hear this sometimes about relationship. Well, when I first met him, I didn't, I wasn't so sure. So sometimes it's not right. It, it takes a while. And sometimes it's good to try to find, to, to get to know someone that maybe right, right off the bat, maybe you wouldn't like him, but you, you, you're open to different things. Would you say that's, that's a good strategy sometimes? Yes, ma'am. How we avoid the trap is I don't care how long your list is, and that list is of, you know, characteristics, qualities, attributes you'd love to see all rolled up into the perfect partner. I don't care how long the list is, but the challenge I'm going to I'm going to offer up for all of your listeners is to do this hard work. It's so important. You got to pick the top 5 critical criteria. Those are the things that if this person doesn't have one of these top five, you would rather just be single for the rest of your life than partner with somebody who wasn't, let's say, funny. Or in my case, I wanted marriage and kids. And so if the guy I was looking at, I don't care how cute he is, I don't care how much he's flirting with me, if he's not interested in marriage and kids, I have to veto him. I will not allow myself to go on a date with him because what if his charm throws me over the top and I end up in the bedroom with this guy? What is the point? He doesn't want what I want. Your deal breakers. Yeah, you got to have your top five. You got to know what they are. And, and this is the tough work. Don't dismiss somebody, especially somebody who's knocking on your door, who wants to see you for the first date, the second date, the third date. Don't dismiss anybody for not having item number 12 on the list, okay? That's right. And I'll tell you something. Height, hair, beards or no beards, the ages of the kids, how far away this person lives, none of those things usually make it to the top five. And yet I see people vetoing each other all the time. Well, I really wanted him to be taller. I wanted him to have a nicer house. I don't like the car he drives. I don't like the way he dresses. None of those things will make or break a relationship. So be careful not to dismiss viable suitors for stupid, silly reasons. You're listening to Dating Guru from L.A., Julie Furman. Uh, great advice. As a matter of fact, you know, I was recently dating somebody, and when I met him, even though he lived out of town, it seemed that he had the availability to move back to Montreal because one of my deal-breakers is I don't believe in long-distance dating. I've done it, been there, done that. It doesn't work for me. So... The minute we realized that he can't easily move here was the time that I said, then, you know what, we have to separate. It might be great, but this is a deal breaker. If you can't live here, I don't want to date somebody for three years, five years, and create a relationship with somebody that might not ever be able to live with me, which is ultimately yeah. what I want. Yeah, but That's I was exactly right. You want to hear some good news? Yeah. Yeah, we love good news. Never before in the history of humanity have we had so many resources for single people who are looking for love. So, for example, 
I'm networked with all the best matchmakers all over the city, the state, the country, and the world. So even though I live in Los Angeles, my database is of 30,000 men and women living all over the world. And matchmakers call me and email me every day. And I have matchmakers right there in Montreal. I have matchmakers in Toronto, Saskatchewan, all over Canada, all over the U.S. So no matter what, get registered. And you can get registered with me. And then when those matchmakers call me, I can find you. And it's free. It's julieferman.com. And then you will be connected with matchmakers all over the world. But what really surprised me is, you know, Cheryl, I'm, I'm friends with you, so I, I know about this relationship and the fact that you said that that was your deal breaker, no long distance. What I'm really impressed, and I think not everybody can do this, is is to make the difference between the head and the heart. Because mm -hmm. your, your heart could have said, okay, I'm going to try to make it work. Okay, I, I, I love him enough. Love conquers all. And I was really impressed with you that you were able to be very analytical about this and say maybe love does not in the end conquer all in the sense that this these are my core values that I don't want to compromise I admired you a lot for that and no, thank you no, I mean but I think it, I think it's important for anybody in a relationship to know what are as you said Julie your five top things and not only that I also encourage people I, I love the idea of lists um, so one of the things that I like people to do is write out your list as to the type of person you want to date. And then, I always say, bringing it back to yourself. Do you fit your own criteria? Because sure. what you want in somebody else, well, that person is probably going to want the same things from you. So you have to make sure, I believe, that you have to be the dateable person that you want to date. That's true. But don't you throw the list away every once in a while, Julie? Can, can we do that? Can we just sometimes Not just on fall your in basic love? five. No. No, not well, on those basic fives. I, I, I agree. I, I don't think that no matter how good you might feel in somebody's presence, because that's what I always want to look at. Once you're together with somebody, how does it feel? Does this person bring out the best in you, and do you bring out the best in this other person? Even if all that checks out beautifully, if one person wants children and the other one doesn't, there's no point. If one person really in the top five wants to go to church every Sunday and wants to frame life around the congregation and the other person is not into that, I don't care how good you feel in each other's presence and I don't care how hot you are to get into the bedroom together. If those key elements don't, ma don't measure up, then probably you're going to be wasting each other's time and you're going to be opening yourself up for heartbreak. Well, it, it all comes down to what are your values and how do you want to live your life? And those are, are what have to marry. And as you said, everything else, the height. You know, I was just with somebody and all she talked about was she is a very tall woman. She would not date, would not date anybody who is not at least 5'10", and she's over six feet. And I said, really? If they're 5'8", and, you know, he's everything you want and can give you the lifestyle that you want, meaning the caring and the loving and, and, and the families work together and, and you go through. She goes, no, I won't even go out on a date with somebody because well, I want you know, that. If, if a woman is six feet tall, it could be that a guy's height would be in the top five, and that would not be inappropriate, I don't think. Mm -hmm. But when a woman is five foot one and she says to me, oh, I need a guy who's 5'10 or taller, I will usually challenge her on that because here's the thing. We forget that we can have whatever we want on our list, but nothing's going to happen if that other person isn't open to who we are. And that's a common mistake because we live in this order it up Burger King society where people come to me and they say, 
virtually. I want pickles and no onions. I told you I don't like onions. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Julie, this is this is so great. I wish we um, could continue this, and maybe we will on another show. You were listening to Julie Furman. She's from L.A., a fantastic matchmaker. And as you heard, you can um, reach out to her because she has matchmakers all over. So if you're open to that... Get in touch with Julie, and maybe she can find you the matchmaker where you live. But you have to make your list. (laughs) You have to make your list in the (laughs) meantime. So 2016 resolution list. Coming up on Solo in the City, we are going to be at the round table, and joining us will be Sina John. He's a fantastic actor from New York City. And Geraldine Jun, she's a blogger from Montreal. They'll be joining us to talk about dating resolutions. You're listening to Solo in the City on CJAD 800. Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Welcome back to Solo in the City. It's time for the dating debate. And on this week's roundtable, we have Sina John. He's a comedian, producer, actor, and lawyer from New York City. Welcome, Sina. So great to be with you again, Cheryl. Thank you. And as well, Geraldine Jeune. She is a plus-size model, an image consultant. You have to see the way this woman dresses and puts herself together. Blogger and editor of paperplanes.ca. Hi. Thank you for having me. And, of course, Marie-Claude is still with me at the roundtable. I'm having so much fun. This is great having you here. So let's get right into this. It's New Year's. It's 2016. Do you believe in New Year's resolutions, Geraldine? Um, I believe in resolutions, but not New Year's. Okay. I believe that you can take a resolution whenever. Um, but at the same time, I find that people are, they need that New Year for a change and whatnot. So I believe in it as some, somewhat. Yeah, I do. And what about in reference to your dating life? Oh, that's... <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I can't stand this subject. Okay, um, resolution. You're so well, you're on solo in the city. Yeah. What did you think we were going to talk I about? Know. <laughs> I did, but it's perfect though because I actually recently made a resolution uh, just before a few weeks before we talked about coming to the show, um, which is being open again to dating, because for the last five years I was like I am done. Five years. Yes. Really? Five, five years, were you in prison? <laughs> <laughs> Practically. I, I think I was, yeah, because I just didn't want to um, get into the whole dating scene, relationships, because I guess I'm a statistic. I got bitter, and I was like, you know what? I'm done. So, um, yeah. That's one of the things that we often have to deal with, and that's what we were talking about before, is being open and vulnerable. Yeah. And again, we can often say, you know, I'm okay being single. I love my solo life. But oftentimes it's because we've gotten hurt or, you know, we're just putting on those boxing gloves and we forget what it's like to take off those boxing gloves and just reach out and hold somebody's hand. And maybe, I don't know, because, Geraldine, you say five years, I'm done with dating, I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling good about myself or bitter, I've had bad experiences, but would you say that, um, I, don't, I don't know, how to say, what, what have you done for five years? <laughs> is what I, just, I think that's what Sina was like. Yeah. Hey, Sina? <laughs> Honestly, though, was it really all that bad is what I'm wondering. Wow, okay. Um, 
the the thing is, you know, when you make a decision of saying, you know what, I feel that it's getting too complicated. I just don't want to deal with relationships. Time flies, really. Right. Um, and when I think about it, I count. It's been five years. But on a daily, I'm super busy with work. And, what, and you know how it is. We just focus on work, on what, you know, you can control, right? So um, it went by really fast. So it's just recently that I realized that, you know, I need to open up again because... I can't, you know, go on another five years like this. So I figured I'd just open up. But time flies. Well, I mean, you, you, you said something very interesting, though. You said control. And, and yes. that's what you have to release. You have to yes. release the control of the other person because you can't control another person to make them want to love you back. I mean, mm -hmm. that, you know, yeah. that's not possible. So often people, what they do is they throw themselves into their work mm -hmm. or their kids because that's the easiest excuse sometimes. And often that's what it is it's an excuse for what you really don't want to deal with it's less dangerous <laughs> maybe a hundred percent a hundred percent what about you Sina what do you think yeah, about we, resolutions and dating resolutions for the New Year's I think dating resolutions are great I think resolutions are great I know I did Bikram yoga for about three weeks last year that was <laughs> resolution for me. I realize that that's not something I ever want to do again, but you know, those are why we do these experiences, right? And also this time of year, it's a nice time to sit back and reflect. Look back at your year. What have you accomplished? What do you want to do? So often the intellectual part of our mind gets us to work, gets us focusing on our careers, but the emotional part needs space. It needs patience. It needs time to reflect. You've got to care for it. And I'm so happy you're going out and dating again after five years. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Out there. Yeah. So how have you re-entered the dating world? What was your first step? Mm. Hmm. That's a good question. Um, my first step was to um, return the eye contact. That's the first. Well, that's the first. Um, because like I said, you focus, I walk, I look straight, like I don't have time, you know? But um, return the eye contact and just... Start saying yes, you know, being open and saying yes and not being too in my head. And when someone says you want to go grab coffee and I, my first excuse is always, I don't like coffee because I don't. So I'm like, you know, I don't need to go for coffee because I don't like coffee. So I'm always coming up with these, <laughs> these weird ways of uh, escaping, but it's just um, opening up to life and just saying yes more often, not even just dating, just life in general, you know, because you never know. So it's just. Geraldine, yes, come yes. down to Brooklyn. I will be your matchmaker. I will. <laughs> oh, please! I heard there's some hot guys, guys in Brooklyn. <laughs> there are. <laughs> there but we talked about the long distance thing, though. City. Well, but long distance may not be so bad for a first step if she wants to just, you know, start treading the water a little bit. Yeah, you know, I and think just that start could work. casual dating. And I love Brooklyn. I'm always there. Actually, I'm always in New York because I love it so much. But um, even yeah, then, there's a lot of people in New York, but I don't return the eye contact. Like, I'm focused on... No, no, no. You, you know. didn't return the eye contact. It's now true. you're doing it's it, true, right? right. Yeah, I need, to, I need to learn. But that's interesting because we're talking about resolutions. And I find sometimes we go for the big stuff. We think that we're going to overhaul everything yeah, in the new year yeah. and, and start training. And, and like Sina said, the Bikram, I'm going to do it every week, three times a week, four times a week. And sometimes just a small change can make a huge difference. Yeah. And, and it's easy easier to, to change. Well, it's not easy. It's never easy to change something, but at least it's attainable. You can make it and it doesn't feel like a failure when it doesn't work after three yeah. or four weeks. You're, well, 
Right now we're at the round table. We're being joined by Sina John from New York. He's a producer and as well an actor and a comedian, funny as all heck. And then we also have Geraldine Jun, who is the editor of paperplanes.ca. And we're talking about dating resolutions. And, and you were just sharing with us, Geraldine, how you started one. And the first one was making eye contact. So let's go on to number two. Okay. I, like, I want a number two and number three because I think you need three little baby steps. One, two, three. Really? Okay. I didn't expect that I would get into this today. Okay. Um, eye contact and... Well, the second one is saying yes. Okay. Instance, there you go. You're right. Coffee, saying yes. Saying yes and whatnot. Um, and the third one, I would say opening up. Okay. And just when someone asks me... Because usually I'm the one asking the questions. Again, with the control. Uh, yeah, I'm a control freak. So no, letting go and just being asked questions and just sharing and opening up and just being myself. So the third part would be to really open up. Because you could be at a coffee place and talking, but you're very you know, reserved. You're like, there's this barrier, but I have to let go of that and just being open and sharing who I am. So as a dating coach, one of the things that I would love to have you do, okay, <laughs> so I want you to leave to your house tomorrow. It's Sunday. And I want you to get up and go out to a coffee shop. I know you don't drink coffee and just stand <laughs> in line. And I want you to call me afterwards and tell me you've wow, done this. Okay. okay? okay. Just try it. You're going to have a little fun with this. Mm-hmm. And what I want you to do is I want you to stand in line and ask the person in front of you, and I don't really care if it's a man or woman, but I would prefer you to try and get in line behind a man. Okay. And I want you to strike up a conversation with him just by saying, you know what? I never come here. What is your preference as far as the coffee? Or, you know, I don't understand the difference between grande and venti or <laughs> whatever it is. Just wow. start the conversation. doesn't have to go further than that, but just get used to being on the opening line. You think you could do that? I'm already nervous, but <laughs> I, I will. I will, definitely. Carol, will. I think that's a great idea. I think life <laughs> is all about taking risks, and I yeah. think you can take an emotional risk and make yourself feel vulnerable. It allows you and it empowers you to make, take risks in your life that can be successful, and that's, that's what makes life worth living. Yeah, ah, you don't have to go in your neighborhood. You can go. Yeah, away. exactly. It, it doesn't have to, to be right around. around. But chances are, well, she doesn't drink coffee. Chances are, she doesn't go into all the coffee shops That's near right. her anyway. Right? I do. I get. Oh, you tea. do. You get tea. Oh, tea. Okay. Tea it has to be a stranger. I just want you to strike okay. a conversation. So that is your job. And I know where you live. Well, I don't really know where you live, but I have your number, <laughs> and I'm going to call you tomorrow, and and see if you've done this. I want to thank you both for joining us. Um, again, the show was all about resolutions and starting new things. Uh, Tina John, um, thank you once again. You're always so much fun to have on the show. Thank you so much. And Geraldine, and people can follow you on your blog, right? Yes, and and my personal handle is at Mademoiselle Jerry for any social media. Yeah, so they can follow me and... I guess the new journey of dating, I guess they can start following. Okay, maybe, maybe, maybe we're going to have to yeah. have you back on soon. Anyway, coming up, we're going to be going to be talking about the KISS calendar and all the ways you can meet new people in 2016. You're listening to Solo in the City on CJD 800. Listening to Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. 
This is your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. Welcome back to Soul in the City, and it's time for the Solo Calendar, where we always talk about what's going on in the city. And um, Marie-Claude, I know this is your first time here, but I love to talk about different things that go on around town and where people can meet new people, kind of like what I was saying um, earlier at the roundtable. Oh, but I listened to the show, Cheryl. <laughs> I'm aware of this, so you're going to you go to Kiss Calendar for uh, sure. That's it. We're going to do the Kiss Calendar. But now in the new year, there's a new spin on the Kiss Calendar because I used to always say keep it simply social. Now, we do have to do that. But the fact is we really want to keep integrating social solutions because the whole thing about what this show is all about is relating, dating, and if you want to consummate that with mating, that's great. But <laughs> I mean, but everybody has a different thing that they want from their love life. But it's not just about being social. That's just one of the steps in it that you have to become more social. So okay. we want to give you these different options that go on around town. But I wanted in this New Year's to put it back to people. I want to give this to all the listeners out there. And instead of me saying, go here, go there, this is what's happening for you. I want you to do the work yourself. So here's a little tip that I'm, I'm going to suggest. And, and Marie-Claude, you can tell me whether or not you think this is something okay. that you could fill out or not. I want everybody to make a list from A to Z. Letters A to Z. And then I want you to put a place where you can meet somebody, whether it sounds logistic or not, or logical or not, I should say, where you can meet somebody A. Apple picking. Oh, okay. B, Barbie barn. <laughs> I don't, D, the dog walk. Sure. I want you to come up with it and make it as crazy or as realistic as you want to. To be, be creative a bit. Be creative because that's what meeting people is about. It's about understanding all the things that would come to your mind and then going out and meeting people in these different locations. That's a great idea. I have a tip. It's a, the hardware store if we get to H. Wait, H. Okay, the hardware H store. H would be the hardware store because it's very easy for a woman to ask a question in the hardware store because <laughs> you do have a lot of questions when you get there and chances are you're going to meet someone who's handy if that's on your list of things that, that you like. That's and right. You can hang around for a really long time and nobody's going to bother you or ask you questions because <laughs> there is a lot of things to see and I find it's easy to approach people in in the hardware store well here's a couple things about what you're saying I, I love the hardware store thing first of all it's usually filled with predominantly men right okay Predominantly men, except on weekends when they tend to go a lot with their wives where they're looking for the paint, you know, to But then the you house. know already. But you know who's like, who yeah. and who's not. But really, there's a lot of men there. Number two, one of the things that triggers a man to be attracted is they're wanting to take care of you. Very true. Right? They want to protect you and they want to provide and they love rescuing you. And they, they like to be helpful, too. That's it. So by asking them, you're giving them the perfect opportunity to help you, which is one of the primary triggers for most men. It's so, true. Now, the H for me was the hockey game. Oh. It, it, you know, it is, it is, it is, but I love the hardware store, right? It's, it's, but you can put it under Q for Kinkalerie, right? That's true. <laughs> bilingual. We're, we're kind of like a bilingual show yeah. here. But it's true. Anything sports, I think, would be. Sports. Hockey game. 15,000 people in the, in the forum, or what do we call it now? The Bell Center. Yeah, the Bell right? Center. And, and it's like yeah. most of them are going to be single. 
I mean, just by logistics, 50% are probably going to be single. So, you know, that's a great place. I'm a sport. Well, you're a sports sports journalist. So what you do is you go on uh, certain websites and just get, get do a little bit of research so that you can strike up a conversation and look like you know a little bit what you're talking about. I mean, it it won't go on for, you probably won't be able to talk for an hour, but at least it's an icebreaker, right? A hundred percent. So, you know, I really want you to go all the way down that list and then choose 10 of them. And make those your go-to spots. And again, what we were discussing earlier, be proactive. So don't just sit and wait for something to come across your, your doorstop. Don't forget, nobody's coming knocking at your door. It's not happening. Even in 2016, they can't find you unless you're out there. So find some activities that you love. Find something that you've always wanted to do and go out there and do it. That's and then great. make some uh, dinner parties at home. Why not? Yeah, invite friends and let them each bring somebody. Yeah. Or br- yeah. bring the food and bring people. Yeah, well, <laughs> just open the door. <laughs> That's actually a, a great way. A lot of matchmakers do this. They will do a group of women, and each woman has to bring a man. That's good. That's the way they, they bring in new people into their circle. So that's something else you can do. Have do. a women's cocktail, but each woman has to bring a man. Ah, mm. great. Somebody you don't want to date, by the way, because the whole point is to share. Well, hopefully. now every week also we have people who write into us and uh, ask me questions i do a lot of dating advice online as well as um this year also we have a lot of different programs that we're going to be launching and the one thing is i know that somebody wrote in and asked the question mary mary she wrote in and she uh, she asked you shell dear cheryl I have been single for about 10 years now. Now that my kids are married and starting families of their own, I think I'm finally ready to start dating again. But I'm overwhelmed by all the new sites, the apps out there. Where should I start? Okay. Um, Well, first of all, Mary, um, I know you said that you've been married and you have children, but I don't really know your age. So I can't really specify which dating site because there are a lot of different ones out there, including the Solo in the City dating site, and which one would be the most conducive to you. I would suggest, first and foremost, that you look at activities, things that you love to do, which is what we've been talking about and go out there and do them. If you're a member at a gym, you're probably going always at the same time. Go at a different time of day. If you work out in the gym at the weight room, take a class. Find things that really entice you because the most attractive thing about you with the men out there is going to be that they see you are independent, that you have a full life. Men really are attracted to, and I'm, I'm going to say the cool woman, but the cool woman is a woman who has a full life going on around her and that wants to make them or have you part of their life and things that you're going to share together, but they don't want you to just latch onto their Not life. Not too needy. They don't want needy women, so definitely create that life for yourself. And if you need more, reach out to me. Send me um, any questions. I can sit down with you. Um, We do one-on-one consultations or even come to our I Am program, which is going to be happening in March, which you can find on solointhecity.tv. That's great advice. Yeah. Yeah. There's always great things coming up. Anyway, I just wanted to say, Marie-Claude, it has been so much fun having you. It's a a new voice as part of Soul in the City for all this month, and you're bringing fresh viewpoints. It's wonderful having you. I'm glad. I'm very very happy to share the microphone with you, and this has been a great experience. So Marie-Claude Savard, you can listen to her on our sister station, Energy, every day as well, and she'll be joining us 
all month long as we talk about all different relating, dating, and mating issues on Solo in the City on CJAD 800. Remember, keep integrating social solutions because we all know it's all about the kiss.